What am I saying? Hey. I thought you were starting. Oh. <laughs> hey, this is Shelby. And this is Courtney. And thanks for joining us today on All Things Macabre. things macabre we discuss all the things under the topic of odd weird true crime supernatural and fiction this podcast contains language and content that is not suitable for all listeners so listener discretion is advised if you find a topic we are discussing interesting we encourage you to do some research on your own you never know what you may learn we are just a couple of old friends telling each other stories that we find interesting. And hoping that you'll enjoy and laugh along with us. Through some stories that are weird, true, or fictional that will just make you say, what the fuck? And now, for the fun part. Hey guys, and welcome to our spooky ooky Halloween special episode. Happy Halloween. Alright, so you have any plans for Halloween? I think the only thing we're going to do is sit around and watch Night of Living Dead. The original, of course. There How many are there? there? Well, there's Night of Living Dead, Return of the Living Dead. There's several remakes of it. There's Well, I only ask because I have a confession to make. I've never heard. I've never heard. I've never watched them before. Never, so ever. You should watch ever, it. Ever, ever. They're coming to get you, Barbara. Yeah. You gotta watch it. Yeah, I know nothing. Well, the educated people out there know what I'm talking about. The educated people. (laughs) What about you? What are your Halloween plans? I am going to, for the first time ever, go hand out Halloween candy. I've never done that before. That sounds like a blast. I love handing out Halloween candy, seeing the costumes. I am so excited. And the house that I'm going to there, how art is decorated. It is so cool. I'll have to take a picture and send it to you. I love when people decorate for Halloween. It's really cool. We saw a couple of skeletons riding a tractor coming to see you today. Really? We did. And I think there was a skeleton dog out beside him running. I love it. It was cute. It was I love very it. cute. This house where I'm going to help pass out the candy to, to the kids, the trick-or-treaters, they have this very very tall skeleton thing and he has like a pumpkin head and really cool like think jack but in a from nightmare before christmas yes. Jack skeleton yes yes the pumpkin king uh version and like a slasher theme you know type, like really, so like really scary a real demonic jack skeleton yeah 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 that sounds terrifying i had to send a picture sounds terrifying he's cool and you got to drive your car past it to park in their house or behind their house. So you got to be right by this motherfucker. Yes. <laughs> and he has like these two big eyeballs. That's really cool. But anyway, they should follow you. That's creepy. Well, of course it's creepy. <laughs> but yeah. Um, have you watched the new Halloween movie? Yeah. I have not. I do not have Peacock. Peacock, if you would like to give me your service for free, I would absolutely love to watch it. That's promo macabre. <laughs> uh, I have not seen it yet, though. I'm 
excited to see it. I've heard mixed reviews about it, but I'm still excited to see it. I'm not going to give away any spoiler alerts <laughs> because I I had my moments where I really liked it, and then I didn't like it, and then I liked it again, and then I didn't like it. Well, a little tug and pull and push, and I guess I'm still going to see it. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I've seen all of them. I have to continue on. I agree. I agree. That was me, too. That was me, too. I was like, all right, we're going to see how this is going to go. I'm not really a fan of them ending it, but I know eventually all things come to an end. But, you know, it is what it is. Are you guys going to dress up for Halloween? I don't think we are. I think you are, though, aren't you? Yeah, I am because of the whole passing out Halloween candy thing. Um, I'm thinking of being... Oh, my goodness. I forgot her name. Nancy. From Nancy. the craft. From the craft. Yes. That that would be pretty awesome. If if I can't get all the things that I need before Halloween, because spoiler alert, again, I can't say spoiler, apparently. Apparently. We're recording this a tad bit before Halloween, but, you know. I've got to have a little bit of time to edit. It's okay, guys. Anyway, so just picture this being on Halloween night and all the spookiness. But, <laughs> yeah, I am planning to be Nancy, but if for some odd reason... You know, it doesn't work out the way that I've wanted to. I'll just reuse my Halloween costume for last year. Yeah, I know I'm going to commit a cardinal sin, but I'm just going to recycle it. It's okay. I've got all of my cats go as the same thing every year. A fucking demon. <laughs> well, for Wednesday, she just, you know. That's that's a year-round thing for her. She's named Guard Wednesday. Cat. Wednesday for a reason. So, I guess that's kind of all the business that we have this week. We didn't really do a lot to be advertising anything, really. You know, we're lazy. We just work and go home. So, I guess that we'll just kind of jump into our stories for today. And speaking of stories, that's probably another reason why I'm, like, really rushing us into this. Yeah, I know you're really excited about this I one. am. I am. I'm so excited. I can't wait to talk to you about it because I know, like, prior to recording, when you and Tina got here, also shout out to Tina. We love you. We do love you. I love you more, though. That is, that is my girlfriend. <laughs> well, Tina is the one that helps our world go around in terms of the podcast, too, because she, you know, she gives keeps us, us on track. She helps us figure stuff out. She does. She does. She's really the brains of the operation here. Yes, because we're just two idiots with the microphone. Basically. <laughs> but um, I had asked you and Tina about... My story, and I asked if either one of you heard about it before, and Tina just looked at me like I was crazy and said, uh, no, I've never heard of it before. Heard of it before. I'm extra super excited to tell you about my story, and so I'll let you guess it again. I'll tell you like I, I'll tell the listeners like I told you know you guys this morning. Do the initials B E K mean anything to you? Just so you guys know, the first thing I thought was. What's his name? The first thing BTK? I thought was BTK. BTK. And I was like, nah, this is a Halloween episode. She ain't doing it on a Oh, no, we're not going to waste our time on him anyway. And then I realized that's not even the right damn initials. <laughs> <laughs> no, B-E-K, I had no idea. I had no idea whatsoever. So, for you guys that are like Shelby have no clue what in the world I'm talking about. B-E-K stands for Black Eyed Kids. Or Which I have heard of the Black Eyed Kids before. Or Black Eyed Children. But I haven't heard much about them. 
as we're talking about them, or as I am talking about them, you will hear me refer to them as kids or children. It's going to be a little interchangeable. I mean, it's kind of the same thing, right? <laughs> yeah, technically. <laughs> it's just, you know, for just future references. So when I'm talking, you guys are not like, well, wait, what? Either way, I'm not going to be thinking it's some adult if you say kid or child. So I'm with you. Go ahead. Okay. <laughs> okay. All right. So black-eyed children. Whenever you hear that, what do you think? Black-eyed peas. Black-eyed peas? I I've got a feeling, yeah. That, that, sorry, that's the first thing I think of. And I then I have it. to try to channel myself in a different way. So I would say, you know, I just think of some children with some blackened eyes like they got punched out or something. That's kind of what the, yeah, that's the best way to describe them. Because, I mean, black-eyed kids or black-eyed children, they're known to be, you know, kids, of course. And they have really pale, light skin. Like, they've, like they haven't had any sun. Kind of, uh... Like me. Yeah, yeah, like you, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, I mean, I'm pretty much glow-in-the-dark, unfortunately. <laughs> so, yeah. It's the Irish in me. I just burn. Yeah, I feel that, yeah. Same. <laughs> oh, I feel it a lot. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, their eyes are really as, you know, simple as it could be black, blackened out. Um, and they're so, really, like, their whole eye socket, like they got punched? Yeah, from lid to lid. Oh, shit. Like, nothing but just solid, just darkness. Like a black hole, you know, type thing. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, there's nothing. Like I said, they have no eyelids. So, again, like I say, it's just, like, literally black holes. They have no eyelids? Yes, they have no eyelids. It's literally from, like, lid to lid. It's just, like, a hole, like, you know. So, from non-existent lid to non-existent lid. Yes. It's just a damn hole. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. It's not just black. It's a hole. Yes. So, they randomly disappear. Nobody knows where they come from. You could just be just chilling in your car at the red light, you know, waiting for it to change. And then you just look over and all of a sudden there's these creepy ass kids, black eyes, just staring into your soul. Or, you know, you could just hear a couple of knocks or somebody ringing your doorbell and you open up the door and there's these two kids. Again, solid white, very creepy looking with black eyes. That is very creepy. What did they do? Well, why are they coming up to these people? So people don't really know where they're coming from, why they're coming, you know, why they just show up. Nobody knows. Like, they just randomly will approach you. Again, like I said, they'll just show up at your car, near your car, or at your door, just to initiate a conversation with you. Or sometimes they're just randomly just standing still, just staring at you. What kind of conversations are these kids trying to have with people? So the most common story that you hear is that they will... Say, for instance, they're coming to your door at your home. Okay. They'll knock on the door. If you have a doorbell, they'll ring the doorbell. You answer it. And they'll ask you to use your phone to call their parents. Or they will say something along the means of, hey, we're waiting on our parents. They're not here yet. Can we come in? Which we'll get to that in a little bit. There's a story that some witnesses have heard. Or sorry. I know one thing right now. My mama and my girlfriend always tell me. Don't trust anybody. Don't let anybody in your house. Exactly. Don't give anybody a ride. Exactly. Don't let anybody use your phone. So I will say this is a major PSA. If you ever see these kids, do not ever. I literally have this in bold on my notes. Do not let them in. As you can see. I mean, that's not going to be a problem for me. I don't even (laughs) want to answer in the door. (laughs) So there's stories of these children, of course, but nobody... There's no actual proof as in terms of, like, physical proof, like, pictures, if that makes sense. Like, aliens. Yeah, it's all hearsay. 
Um, and so they've more or less have turned into an urban legend, but because, you know, nobody can physically prove it. But as I said, we do have some witness stories somewhat, you know, or, you know, at least common details from every story that's kind of built into air quotations here, factual things about the black eyed children. They're typically children who ranges from ages of to six, to six to 16. So within about 10 years. Yeah. Of each other. Yeah, like the oldest that they'll be is like a 16-year-old and the youngest is six, apparently. Oh, is it normally like an older kid leading a younger kid? With a younger kid? kid, yes. Or sometimes it could just be two younger kids. You know, they'll be like, say, 10 or something, you know. They've been reported to also have been seen hitchhiking or trying to panhandle. Or like I said, or just showing up at your doorstep again to, you know, say, hey, can I have, can I use your phone? The consistent stories reporting about these children appearing really mainly do base around them just showing up at your door. Hey, what area is this in? Just like all over the world or? Oh yeah, sorry, I forgot to, to put that in there. Yes, these are stories that have been just told all over the world. So the consistent stories that are reported about them, you know, like I said, really do base upon them just showing up at your door or walking up to your car. They're usually wearing outdated clothing in terms of like wearing clothes from other centuries. So wait, when is this happening? Like what years? When did this start? It's rumored between 1980s, 1960s, 50s. I couldn't really find a specific answer. I can say around 50s, 60s. Really fairly recent though, because I mean, there could be people still living. Yes, who's actually seen it, yes. So, I mean, like I said, it's somewhere based between the 50s or 60s. Many conspiracy theorists think that black-eyed children are aliens that are attempting to just blend in with us, blend I in with the, the world. I love the of aliens. They think that that's just them trying to assume kind of like a human form, if that makes sense. Eyeless. That's terrifying, though. It is, it is. Yes. So maybe that's why their eyes are blackened out, because it's their eyes? I don't know. But I mean, I wouldn't know what an alien would look like. I've I don't either. One. <laughs> Me either. Demonologists, they think that black-eyed children are, quote, children of the devil himself, end quote. That's very terrifying. And they say that if you allow them in, then you're technically letting the devil into your home. Well, I ain't letting anybody in, so <laughs> I ain't worried about that. I ain't letting shit into my home, <laughs> unless it's a cat. I, I'm a sucker for cats. What if they morphed into a cat? I'd probably be fucked. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually, there's a, there is a story in here about a cat. There is a trigger oh, warning. Shit. We'll get oh, to that in a minute. I'm uh, gonna die. I'm just giving you a heads up. I'm uh, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm sorry. Die. It'll be quick. I'm sorry. Okay, we're not there yet. I'll give you a heads up before we get there. Many of the people who have reported that they've made eye contact with them, they instantly re- they say that they instantly feel an overwhelming sense of dread and fear. I would too. It's just a dark pit. And they also, whenever they, the children start talking back to them, they say that like the tone of voice that they use is sinister, is how it was described. Sinister? Sinister. Oh, no. So, yeah, they're they're a little... They're scary. I mean, they scare the crap out of me, I'm not gonna lie. I'd probably pass the fuck up. <laughs> I'd probably just faint. I'd be, I'd be done. <laughs> I can hear a ding-dong, and then you open up the door. <laughs> Don't. <laughs> That'd be it. That'd be, that'd be the end of me. <laughs> so the first sighting of them that is documented, again, when I say documented, I mean air quotations around here, you know, just around what I'm saying, because I know... Because there's no physical proof. Yes. I mean, yes, yes. 
there's no physical proof, just just words. Words, yes. So in 1996, a Texas reporter, um, his name was Brian Bethel. He wrote down, you know, his story of or his experience of what it was like to have the black eyed children approach him. He kept it to a secret, or the experience of a secret for quite a while um, because he didn't think that anybody would believe him because, again, he didn't have proof. I'd probably not believe someone. I think they were on drugs or something, had a hallucination. So two years later, he ended up writing an email to his co-workers to document it and more or less tell a story. Just so it was somewhere in the interweb. Someone saw it. Yes, yes. And so, again, this happened in 1996. 96, in Texas. In Texas. Albaline, Texas. Again, like I said, 1996, Albaline, Texas, Brian Bethel reported that he had encountered two pale-skinned children with black eyes. Bethel reported that he was trying to go out to pay his internet bill. He needed to find some place to pull over so he could write a check to, you know, give to the place that he was paying the internet bill. And there was a local theater nearby. And so he drove over to the theater and he parked so he could use one of the lights from the parking lot. So he could see. So he could see so to write his check. it was dark. It was. That's what I'm assuming. Or, at least dust. Yeah, dust. Like late afternoon, evening. Or yeah, maybe even like it is now, you know, fall time and it's starting to get dark early. Maybe. Um, you know, I don't know. So we're going to assume that it's dust. It just says 96. You don't yeah. know about when. Yeah. So, like I said, he's using the light from the, the street light. the street light from the parking lot to write his check, and he says that all of a sudden he heard a knock on his driver's side window, and he looked over to again see, you know, as I said, two pale-skinned children with dark eyes or black eyes. Fuck no. Bethel stated that he looked over at the boys and they were wearing hoodies and standing next to his window of his car. And he said that he, when he looked at them, he had an immediate feeling of fear or as he reported a quote, rush of fear. Did he notice the eye holes at that time? Yes. I mean, they had hoodies on, so I didn't know. Yes. He looked at them in the eyes and then he reported that both of the boys had quote, solid black lifeless eyes. End quote. Absolutely terrifying. Oh, yeah, for sure. For sure. I'd be gassing that motherfucker out there. <laughs> well, Bethel, <laughs> it gets a little bit better. Bethel stated that one of the boys had asked if they could give, or sorry, if Bethel could give them a ride home. Nope. So they could. Nope. <laughs> you can walk. So they got legs. <laughs> give them a ride home so they could go ask their mom for money to attend the movie at the well, they theater. Can, no. They, if they gonna go attend a movie by themselves and they need to go get money for mommy, they, they can handle that themselves. Bethel reported that one of the children said, quote, it won't take long. We're just kids. End quote. That's even more terrifying. I know. Hell no. I know. Hey, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Bethel stated that he then rolled up his window and attempted to leave. Same. It gets better. It gets better. The children then became really, really angry at him and started yelling and shouting at him. Bethel said that, you know, they were trying to get him to roll the window back down so they could, you know, talk to him some more. So the children, of course, became really upset at him and they were trying to get him to roll down the window so they could talk to him. Bethel reported that one of the kids said to him, we can't come in your car unless you give us permission. That sounds like a vampire. No. You have, you have to say that it's okay. That Nope. I've seen too many vampire movies where you've got to give them permission to enter. No. 
Wasn't you and I talking about that recently? We might have been. I, Something I think about we were... having permission to enter. Yeah, no. Well, you do not have permission. Go the fuck away. That is, yeah. Bethel had reported that the kids said, you know, oh, it'll be okay. We just need your permission. We're not going to do anything to you, but that's even more of a red flag. We can't get in the car unless you tell us that it's okay. What the fuck? No. Well, Bethel ended up basically gunning it. He rolled up the, you know, window and he was like, peace out. I'm getting the fuck out of here. He got away from him. But he said that, you know, for days after that encounter with the black-eyed children that he had really difficulty sleeping and that he felt unsafe to go to sleep. I mean, I'd probably have some PTSD from it. Oh, for sure. I would be terrified. Scared absolutely shitless. (laughs) I'd I'd probably go straight to the ER and go straight into the mental hospital. Bethel reported that he was having sleep paralysis, or what I thought was, what I think is sleep paralysis. Bethel reported seeing them at the end of his bed, or seeing them waiting outside for him. Like outside of his bedroom door, or outside of his house? Outside of his house. They were looking for him to, or you know, more or less he could see them waiting outside of his house, waiting for, expecting him to come outside. He said that he had fantasies of seeing the children outside, waiting for him to step outside. Is how he so they were just it. sitting there waiting, or standing there, I guess, waiting on him. Yes, yes. Okay, that's terrifying. And that's also what he said. He said, quote, I've never been so terrified, end quote. I imagine. Again, I'd be in the mental hospital by this point. <laughs> I, I would have drove myself straight there. At least knock me out so I can forget this shit. <laughs> Well, when people asked Bethel, you know, kind of to describe a little bit more about the children, he said that they had a predator feel to them and that he believed that they were possibly trying to go for his soul. Yeah, his soul. Like, it's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My heart's racing for the guy. <laughs> I can't imagine. And later in 2012, Bethel retold his story to a TV show called Monsters and Mysteries in America. I've seen that. I think it's on History Channel. Okay. Well, that is the most recent version of Bethel telling his story and, you know, talking about what happened. So moving on to another story, which if you really love that one, I'm, this that is, one is per- pretty terrifying. This is where I'm going to insert the trigger warning again, right before I get to that point, I will say again, trigger warning about the cats, but this story, I will say there's not a time frame told about this one. It just says where it occurred at. So it starts out with an elderly couple in in Vermont. They were at home, you know, doing what elderly couples do at night. I don't know. I'm not probably one. sleeping or maybe getting ready for bed. Maybe I don't maybe. know. So, sometimes I know my grandparents just take a while to get ready for bed. Sometimes, well, they especially me, Ma. But regardless, they heard three loud knocks at the front of their door. And the couple opened up the door to see two small children, a boy and a girl. The children did not make eye contact with them. That's important. They did, they did not make eye contact with them. Is that because the children were looking down or they just didn't look at them? I like, think the children were kind of just looking down or just looking at kind of like... Kind of hiding their... What would be eye level for them. Hiding their ability. Yes, and also it was at night, so... You know, again, it's two children, a boy and a girl. The elderly couple opens up the door to talk to them. They didn't see their eyes at first. They didn't make eye contact with them. And the couple reported that the children said, parents will be here soon. May we come in? No, it's time for bed. Y'all can wait outside. Well, the elderly couple was very hesitant about it, but they did let them in their home. Oh, no. Oh, no. They said that the kids just stood there in the doorway for a few minutes, and then I don't know if the you know elderly couple gestured for or gestured saying you know you can come in, or if they vocally said you can come in. But regardless, the children entered the home. 
the wife asked the kids that they would go sit on the couch and she was going to fix them some hot chocolate. So she's taking care of the hot chocolate. The husband, I guess, is sitting in the, across from them. I'm not sure there's limited details on this. But he was trying to ask them questions like, you know, where are you from? Kind of more or less, why are you outside? Because it was snowing, by the way. It was winter in Vermont, so it was snowing outside. And so the husband was just really just curious about why these two kids were out alone without their parents in the winter. What well, year was this? It, I didn't say. Or it didn't say. It didn't say. Uh, I, was I wasn't able to find. I was didn't call like, the HR or something. Right. I don't know. I, I think I probably still would have called the police. I, I agree. I agree. And I did, I tried to, to look for it, but I will say, if listeners, if you guys want to fact check me and look it up and if anybody can find the time frame, let me know, please. Yes, please. So the husband, of course, tried to ask questions to the kids, but they wouldn't respond to him. They wouldn't say anything. Were they looking at him? No, not point, really. So they were still kind of looking they down. They were still just, just kind of looking down. Kind of shy, quiet type. Yeah. Feel. Yeah. Well, the only thing they really said to them was, hey, can we come in? You know, because we're waiting on our parents. So the wife comes back with the hot chocolate and she's sitting next to her husband and she gives them, you know, hands the kids the hot chocolate. And she says that she, the uh, the wife looks over and their, one of their four cats is looking towards the children and the cat was reported to be angry and scared. So the cat felt something was going on. Yes. Something was wrong with these kids. Yes. Animals? No. And the children said, quote, may we please use your restroom, end quote. The wife reported that at this time was when she was finally able to make eye contact with them. And she reported that their eyes were, quote, black as a starless universe, end quote. Like, that is black. <laughs> I think I think I'll tell them to get the fuck out. This woman then said, hey, this is where our bathroom is. You can go check it out. Excuse me, what? No, no, you have no eyes. You have a black universe with no stars get the fuck out yeah she made eye contact and was like well the bathroom's still this way did she feel that immediate fear yeah she tried to play it cool yeah i think so i think so she said that after she told them you know this is where my bathroom is she turned around to look at her husband kind of to be like what the fuck did you see that you know her husband had his hand covering his face and he went to remove his hand and it was covered in blood because he had an excessive nosebleed just out of the blue? Yeah. Or, I mean, did it state whether nosebleeds were common for him? No, it does were, I, I'm assuming that it wasn't because we'll get into more detail in just a second about that. So the wife just happens to look at him and said, did you see their eyes? You know, like, did you happen to see that? Kind of like, what the fuck? You know, the husband was kind of more or less like, I'm freaking the fuck out right now myself because my nose is bleeding because I don't have time to, to deal that. with your shit. Right. And while they're trying to figure out this situation, the power goes out. Oh, hell no. The wife tried to walk over to the kids to see if they were okay. All they, all she can hear is the children say, our parents are here. What the fuck? <laughs> nah. The children then just walk to the door and open it and just walk on out the door, leaving the door wide open, by the way. And the wife said that she, you know, went to go look out the window to, I mean, sorry, look out the door to see where the children were going. And the wife described these parents air quotations here parents as two slender tall men what the fuck and they were standing at the ed edge of the driveway apparently there's a car that they got out of the car i'm assuming both of the parents got our parents again air quotations got out of the car and just was standing at the driveway but the kids just walked to the parent or walked to these two men and got in the car and they just drove off what the fuck and shortly after the kids left 
their power came back on. And, you know, the couple reported having very strange, you know, experiences for the next week with this, you know, weird things just happening. Here's the part about the trigger warning. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm going to say this quick and just be done. But they had four cats. Three out of the four cats were missing. We don't know what happened to them. They disappeared. The fourth cat, again, trigger warning, was found in a pool of his own blood. Oh, no. What the fuck? Yeah. Not the kitties. And so the husband continued to have consistent nosebleeds. And he finally decided to go to the doctor. And the doctor diagnosed him with a very aggressive form of cancer. I don't know what type of cancer. But, uh, sorry, skin cancer. Skin Oh, fuck. Yeah, a very aggressive form of skin cancer. So the most recent one that I could find right now was back in September 2014, which of course this is hearsay because this was documented by a tabloid from Britain named the Daily Star. But the Daily Star in 2014 had wrote front page articles about these black eyed children and saying that, quote, they there was a, quote, rise in sightings around the world, end quote. Now, of course, the internet is around they're becoming more of a... It's easier to tell your story. Yes, they're becoming and more of a And there's more story. people telling their stories, so it gives everyone else courage to tell stories. But I guess it also encourages people to make stories of... Exactly, because they're all very similar to what Bethel's original story was. You know, Brian Bethel, the very first story I told about them coming to the car. The one that got check. the fuck out of there. Yes. They're all very, like, copy-paste of that. And so now people are rumoring, or sorry, starting to say more or less of a rumor that they are like a creepypasta, if you know what creepypasta is. I, I think I have heard a little bit of that. Is that where Slender Man started? Yes. Okay. Yes. And so they are kind of in the same category as Slender Man, actually. I was going to bring that up. So who knows? There's also a movie that the Black Eyed Children are more or less based off of. Or, sorry, the Black Eyed Children inspired this movie. That would be interesting to see. The movie is called Black Eyed Children Let Me In. Black Eyed Children Let Me In. Hell the fuck no. (laughs) And it was made in 2015. Apparently it didn't have such great reviews. I don't know. I haven't seen it. But IMBD, or sorry, IMDB. IMDB. Rated them at a 2.5 out of 10. I don't know. Uh, I haven't seen it. uh, I might still give it a look. I mean, I think it might be interesting to give it a shot. I I might get on and see if I can find some stuff on YouTube about that. That's, That's pretty fucking interesting. That's terrifying. Scary. Makes me think alien. Yes. Which... Speaking of aliens, I have some alien stories next time after our, you know, ooky spooky episode. I'm, you know, putting a teaser in here right now about the... I didn't even uh, know about this. (laughs) About my next story after we get done. You know, it'll be about some aliens. I'm interested to find out about that. Yes. So... Well, while we're on spooky stories, I've got one that involved ghosts. Ghost. Ghost. There's a place in Louisville, Kentucky called Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Have you ever heard of yes, it? Yes, I have. I have. It's a very popular place. It's actually known as one of the most haunted places in the world. For real? It is. Uh, I actually found out while researching this, you know, Jack Osborne has that show. He'll get yeah, Ozzy so and his parent, on sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we were watching it. He actually did one on Waverly Hills, but he didn't go to Waverly Hills. He said that he had trouble getting in, which I did check. They do still do tours and such, so you can go. Okay. Would you be interested in taking a tour? Uh, I've actually been before. 
I, I don't know. I talked to Tina about this, actually. You seem very hesitant about it. I that. am very hesitant <laughs> because I made it through. I made it out alive. It wasn't some bullshit spooky stuff, and I'm not really big in believing in ghosts, but this made me think differently. I was going to say, you seem a little scared shitless as you're it, talking about it. <laughs> if, if we've got enough listeners that say they want to see pictures of us going there, we, we may consider it. You hear that? May need a little bit of a fund to get up there, too. A fund. <laughs> tickets are like, I can't remember. They're, they're on up there a little bit, though. We'll figure it out. We'll figure it we'll out. We'll figure it out. I don't know if I really want to go back. Hey, you told me a little bit about some of the paranormal experiences that I you had. I did. Had. I'll actually throw in what I experienced throughout this story. Okay. Well, I'm excited to hear it. Let's, let's see what you got. Well, this was located in Louisville, Kentucky. It was actually built on a hill around there, so it was kind of up out of the way. It started as like a, a school or something. Okay. But that's not the important part for this story. It originally opened in 1910 as a two-story hospital for like 40 to 50 patients, and wow. it was made for tuberculosis wow. specifically. It was like COVID today, you know. Is that why it was on the hill to more or less yeah. help them breathe? Well, it was, at the time, it was believed that fresh air was one of the things to help yeah. cure t- TB. Mm-hmm. TB is tuberculosis. I will just be calling it TB because I am too Southern to say tuberculosis a million times. Can you say consum- consumption? Consumption? Yeah. I, it takes me a second. Consumption? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> TB is an infectious bacterial disease that mainly affects the lungs, but it can also affect the brain, kidneys, and the spine. Wow. So it, it really it destroys lung tissue, causing them to cough up bacteria to spread it. It can be spread through coughing or sneezing. So being right there by the river in Louisville, it was not a very good area for TB. It was just spreading like crazy. Isn't TB also why we say bless you? No, I think they, they say bless you. I think there's a couple reasons, but the one I'm most... Was the boo, boo, I can't say Bubonic plague? Yeah, yeah. Uh, the most common reason I know we say bless you is actually Catholic. Oh, sorry for the tangent, by the way. No, I, <laughs> I, I don't get to tell this often. I heard that it's Catholic because whenever you sneeze, either a demon leaves your soul... And they say bless you so it won't re-enter. And I've also heard that you die when you sneeze. So they say bless you because you're back alive. I, I don't know. Interesting. Yeah, I had some of those late night. I'm bored. Get on Google and end up in a totally different area. So we'll leave that one for the rabbit Yes, that'll hole. be a rabbit hole one day. <laughs> <laughs> because of the outbreak spreading so bad in the area, they had to end up expanding the hospital, which took about two and a half years. They, like, moved everyone off to other hospitals and had little tent hospitals and all that shit. Like makeshift hospitals? Yeah. While they were in the construction phase? Yeah, pretty much. It took about two and a half years. So, okay. I mean, that's, that's a pretty good ways. Yeah, it is. A pretty good while. Yeah. It ended up expanding into a five-story building that could hold more than 400 patients. So that wow. opened in 1926. Wow. It was ready to go. That's, that's a lot of patients. And they kind of thought that TB was kind of a death sentence, like AIDS used to be thought yeah. of. Now, thankfully, they've gotten better with medicine, just like with TB. They've got vaccine for TB. And they thought at the time that fresh air, eating healthy, vitamin D from the sun... And a positive attitude would cure TB. Kind of like 
today, you know. Oh, eat healthy and take vitamins, get sun, and just be happy about life, and you'll be all right, or some shit. You know, you're about to die, but have a positive attitude. (laughs) Good luck with that. So, again, that's why they were tucked away on this hill to quarantine people. And that includes the doctors and the nurses and the staff. They had a whole community there. So it kind of is like how COVID was at the beginning in a way. It's a little bit worse. Wow. Because, I mean, they had houses built around the grounds. I've seen the houses. and People to this day still live in some of those houses. The houses might have been owned by doctors or lived in by doctors or nurses or people taking care of farms. They had their own farmland. They had their own postal service there. Wow. So it's like this little community. It's really like a whole community. Once you were there, you didn't leave. Okay. So even the doctors and the people coming in to help out around that little community and run the community, they they were never really supposed to leave that area. Once you enter, you never leave. (laughs) (laughs) You are not allowed to leave. Eventually, the... There was a children's pavilion that was built on, too, not only to house those with TB, because unfortunately the kids were getting it as well, but it was also for the kids whose parents were too ill to take care of them. Oh, wow. You know, they put a little swing set up there and stuff like that, and it's still there. I uh, saw it. Hear me out. That That's the part of the tour up on the roof where the swing set is, where I was so stressed out. I was 18 at the time. My mom called me a chicken. Thanks a lot, Mom. You, you called me a chicken, and I decided I wasn't no damn chicken. So I went to this damn place, and it scared me shitless. I wasn't supposed to be smoking in front of my mom. I was trying to be respectful and stuff, but damn it, I got me a cigarette, and I lit it on the top of that roof, and I smoked that damn thing. She said, you know that's going to make your anxiety worse. I didn't give a fuck. I was scared. This place was awful. Ghost children to me are terrifying. And this place has a story of at least one. Nope. However, the one is supposed to be friendly. Okay. He's just a little boy. Okay. Do we go into details about him? We do. A little bit. A little bit. I'm excited. Now, just because this was a hospital, don't get too excited. It sounds great. But, well, my last story was pretty awesome and funny. This one's kind of obviously take a turn. Welcome to the dark side, Shelby. The dark side. So... They did a lot of experimental treatments here. Of course they of did. Of course they did. We're I mean, the... you're tucked away on a hill. That's what I was going to say. You're in the middle of nowhere. You already are expected to die if you have TB. Why so the hell not? Why the hell not? What the We're fuck? We're just roll with it. Absolutely. It was hard for me to find some of these treatments. I had to do a lot of digging. I'm... And I actually also did a lot of history background on Waverly Hills website. You should absolutely check out that website. They also have some photos that other people have taken Ooh. and seen entities and stuff. Nice. It. It's very interesting. Cool. I know the, the owner, Tina, is doing a really good job with keeping it going. Shout out to up. Tina. Shout out, Tina. Not not my Tina. The Tina that owns Waverly Hills right now and her husband, I believe. They do a great job with the tour. I haven't been in 10 years, but maybe she would like to help us go again. <laughs> However, I am not doing it without a tour guide. I hugged the tour guide the whole time, just about last time. <laughs> I still don't know her name. I probably should have got her number. <laughs> so during these experimental treatments... 
They would put balloons in their lungs and they would fill them with air to expand their lungs. Excuse me, what? Yeah, they would surgically put balloons in their lungs and fill them with air to expand their lungs because it was eating their tissue and destroying their lungs. And that's gotta be it was cause they they would sometimes have to collapse a lung to get it to be able to heal or something. What? I'm not sure. I am definitely not a doctor. I don't know shit. Don't trust me. As I said earlier, I don't know if it was in this episode or the previous episode, we're two idiots with a microphone. We are two idiots with a microphone. Very few patients would survive that, obviously. Yeah. That's an awful thing. I could. I feel like you would feel like you're suffocating. Yes. That's awful. I feel like I'm having trouble breathing just listening to this. <laughs> they would also perform lobectomy and pneumectomy, which removed part or sometimes all of the lung that was diseased. What? Yeah, they they would just take the damn lung out and replace it with a balloon. Oh no, they just take the lung out. Oh my god! No, you're you're good. <laughs> good luck. Wow. Yeah, they would just take the disease part out, or if it was the whole lung, they'd just remove the whole lung. Wow. They would do a thing called thoracoplasty, which is where they would remove several rib bones, seven to eight on an average for people, and that would cause the chest wall to collapse alone. Wow. So they would try to collapse that lung so it would be able to do whatever they thought it needed to do. Wow. And then, of course, they also thought sun treatment was a thing, which I already mentioned. Mm -hmm. However, this is a different kind of sun treatment. They would actually expose UV light to the patient's lungs. They They would cut them open and spread UV light to their lungs to slow the growth of bacteria. Did it work? Do you think it worked? I didn't think so, but I was trying to be hopeful. Thank God they came up with a damn vaccine. Oh my God. Yeah. They also, part of the sun treatment, the fresh air treatment, that part of it, they would leave them near large windows or out on a balcony or something for the fresh air, which sounds all great, but they don't tell you that they left them in that fresh air even whenever it was pouring rain or snowing. They would be laying out there in their beds covered in snow. Oh my gosh. So these people are literally just rolled out on their beds on a balcony. For fresh air. Just chilling for fresh air. Yeah. Air quotations, fresh air. Yeah, and there are several pictures of that online. That is a very common picture to run across. Wow. Can you imagine like if it's snowing and just having all the snow Pile, like, you're just chilling in your bed, and all the snow is piling up around you, and, you know, you're... Just fucking kill me. Oh, my Don't God. Don't let me suffer. Just kill me. If, if you're just going to let me die, just kill me. That's that's torture. Yeah. I can't is. imagine that. They actually have conflicting reports. It says that about 63,000 people died in that hospital while it was a hospital. That's a lot. It's also said that those numbers are inflamed. It was only about 10% of that. Oh, okay. So it may only be about 6,000. Okay. I'm not really for sure on that. I mean, it opened in 19, it opened in 1926 as the five story hospital and it did not close as that hospital until 1961. Wow. So even at 6,000 with an outbreak of TB, that's not that bad. However, it could be the 63,000. Either way, that's a lot of people, and obviously a lot of people suffered there. 
So at one point in time, whenever it was extremely rampant, they had a mortality rate of around one death per day. What? So to keep the patient morale up, they actually built a thing called a body chute, also known as the death tunnel. Wait a minute, is this what I think it is? It probably is. It was about 500 feet long down a hill, and I have stood in this death tunnel. I did not go down it. I was too fucking scared. W- this is where I held on to the poor lady <laughs> while I cried, and she probably thought I was crazy. <laughs> I am sorry if you still work there. <laughs> My mom went down. She laughed at me for of not course going down. Did. But of course, she heard a noise, and she ran the fuck back up real quick. Of course she did. So, so did her husband. At the bottom of this hill, it's it's at a very steep incline. Like, it's got stairs on the left side going down it, and then it's got a ramp on the right side. The ramp is so you can take a gurney and load it with supplies or a body or whatever, and you can go up and down that ramp with it while the doctors or staff or whoever walks down the left side. So I'm picturing like a slide, though. That's what I'm picturing. It kind of looks like one when you're standing in it. I'll have to put a picture on our social media. Yeah, because I I need something to try to find a good angle because I'm telling you guys, it is steep. Like, they warn you when you go to be careful going if you walk on that part because it's easy to slide down it. Really? It is. It's easy to slip. No, thank you. And I also saw there's a lot of big spiders in there. I'm not a big fan of that. No, thank you. No, no, no. Nope. I see now why you was holding on to the tour guide crying. <laughs> That's one of the reasons. <laughs> the other is I was just scared shitless. <laughs> I can see you and I going and trying to be like uh, Shaggy and Scooby-Doo, like holding on to each other. <laughs> <laughs> Tina already said that if she went with us, that if I tried to scare her, you tried to scare her, she'd punch the shit out of us. And I told her she had nothing to worry about because we'd be too scared ourselves. <laughs> While I was there, I actually had a flashlight in my hand. They they let you bring a flashlight. You got to cut them off through part of the tour and let your eyes adjust, especially on the fourth floor. I'll explain that in a little bit. I had a flashlight in my hand, and I promise you guys, something knocked that flashlight out of my fucking hand. Nope, 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 nope. I have carpal tunnel now, and I know what it feels like to drop something. No, something knocked it out of my hand. I had a hold of that flashlight very well. No, man. So, anyways, about this body chute. At the end of this body chute, they actually had a railroad right behind it, so they could take the bodies away, and the body chute is actually rumored to be one of the most active places today. Again, hence why I stayed at the top of it. I mean, it's where the dead bodies went to be hauled away. Several thousand. Yeah, you, yeah, yeah. So... That's pretty much the the history of them. They closed in 1961 after the discovery of streptomycin. That's the vaccine that they created for it. And then it reopened as Woodhaven Geriatric Center for patients with dementia and mobility limitations. Of course, this also wasn't happy. They closed in 1982 due to patient neglect. Wow. Obviously, with it closing due to neglect... There was neglect going on, and there was also reported to have experimentation such as electroshock therapy. On these elderly people? On these elderly people with dementia or mobility issues. Oh my god. Again, you're tucked away on a hilltop, away from everyone, and it's had this reputation for years to not wow. go there. I, I can't imagine. This place needs some sage. It needs something. 
So, on to the ghost stories about this place. I've already told you I got my flashlight knocked out of my hand. I can't remember if that was on the third or fourth floor. But on the fourth floor, it is the most active place to see shadow people. And, yes, I saw shadow people. No, no, no. No, no, no. Yeah. No, uh, no, no. They actually allowed one volunteer to walk down the hallway as far as they wanted. We could barely see him at the end. Wow. And then whenever he started getting close to the end, he was like, uh, can, can I stop? <laughs> can I stop? And she was like, oh, you're fine. We can still see you. Because, you know, there's some moonlight coming in off the windows and such. Yeah. So when he got closer to the end, he said, no, 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 I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. That would be me. And then he screamed. Oh. And he said, I just got pushed. Something pushed me. And then he turned around and he walked a lot faster all the way back. <laughs> I went to. <laughs> I want to say it was the same floor. The flashlight got knocked out of my hand because that was close together. Wow. But I'm not sure if we had walked up the stairs at that point or not. So there are shadow people. There's a little boy, Timmy, the one I was mentioning earlier. And he likes to play with a leather ball. He's of about six course. or seven years old. Of course. There's a ball, and his name is Timmy. Of course. <laughs> uh, I've heard both that he will bounce the... He likes to bounce the ball to you, or he likes to roll the ball to you. Either way, he likes to play ball with you. As I said earlier, I don't care how friendly little Timmy is. He's still <laughs> going to scare the absolute shit out of me. Well, he actually hangs near the corridors near the top floor. The investi- There was an investigation done on his death. I don't know what year that was. But like I told you earlier, there's that playground up there. Yeah, yeah. He either fell or got pushed off of the roof. Holy shit. So, I guess he still likes to play to this day. Poor Timmy. Yeah, and unfortunately, there's no account of whether he was murdered or just had an accidental death. That's really unfortunate. There's never been any kind of negative vibes off of him with anyone I've seen in any paranormal investigations. Okay. So he well, seems that's to good. be very chill. However, again, not malicious, but that swing set I was talking about... Mm -hmm. People have had claims of hearing children sing Ring Around the Rosie up around that swing set. No, I did not hear that. That's the time I was smoking a cigarette and having a heart attack. <laughs> but that's something that has been said. Many patients are said to have flung themselves off the roof to their deaths. Wow. I guess whenever you get a diagnosis like TB, you just give up. Or the elderly people that or were the elderly shop. Or they could have been pushed off. Oh my There's gosh. always that possibility. I would hate to think that, but it is a real possibility. In room 502, when it was a hospital, it was the head nurse's room. In 1928, a nurse was found dead in her room hanging by a light fixture. Oh my god. She was only 29 years old. Wow. She was unmarried, and she was pregnant. Now this is 1928. She's unmarried and pregnant. no, no. Absolutely, especially in the South. Yes. It's the middle of the Bible Belt, right there. Oh, yeah, we are in Kentucky. Yeah. Yes, we're in Louisville right here. Yeah. So, it is unsure if maybe she was just depressed because she was pregnant and took her own life. Some say that she may have contracted TB. Probably the most popular rumor 
is that she was actually pregnant by a doctor, and maybe the doctor had hanged her. Oh. To protect himself. Oh. That's some piping hot tea right that there. That is some piping hot tea. Especially 1928. I mean, big man on campus, gonna True. watch out. Wow. Okay. So 502 also, four years later, had a nurse jump to her death in the same room. Same room? The same room. It is, there's no real story behind that one. I couldn't really find anything. I can't find names or anything on these. However, whenever I went to room 502 during my tour, Mm -hmm. I did get a bit of a foggy head. I felt a little bit nauseous, like a migraine coming on. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A lot of people report being sick. A lot of people that may be pregnant or are thinking about being pregnant or having... Pre- I think it's something with pregnancy. They start have stomach pains. Wow. Whenever I took a picture in that room, I actually saw an infant's head in the corner of one of the pictures I took. Really? I wish I could find that picture. I have no idea how to find it now. That was so many years ago. Wow. Yeah, you said it was like 10 years ago that you were... Yeah, it's been a long time. After closing in 1982, there was a lot of bullshit going on around it. Like, people wanted to tear it down. People wanted to turn it into a prison. People wanted to make it a historical landmark. Either way, it was vacant. And, of course, you got a vacant, nice area in Louisville. You're going to have homeless people try to go squat in it. Yeah, of course. Yeah. I get it. I mean, you ain't got any shelter. You're going to find something. For sure. So, in 1982... There was a homeless man and a dog that was found dead under the elevator shaft. Oh, my God. And it's actually unknown if he was murdered or just crawled in there and died. Wow. Either way, his dog's with him. I've heard that he fell down the elevator shaft. Maybe he took his dog with him. Holy crap. I've heard he got pushed. I'm not sure about that story. I couldn't find a lot of information on it. Sometimes, even to this day... He and or his dog are seen around there as ghosts. Wow. So this guy is still seen. So it kind of makes me feel like maybe something happened. Poor dude. Another thing I experienced was whenever we first walked into the tour, we walked in through the morgue. Okay. And they have these body trays or these places that you have body trays, and they pulled a body tray out. Scared the hell out of me. I thought the motherfucker moved on its own. <laughs> Scared the absolute hell out of me. But she pulled it out because all the flashlights were off, letting her eyes adjust. And then she kind of laughed at us, and then she told the story about the morgue, and she went on to explain the trays. And, I mean, it's a heavy tray. It's not easy to just pull out like it's nothing. It's not well-greased ball bearings or anything. Yeah. It's old. So she pulls it out, she tells the story, we decide to go to the next room. I was towards the back of the line, of course, because I'm a little pussy. (laughs) So as we're going out of this room, it's me and the tour guide in the back, because I'm going to be by someone who knows this place. For sure. Because if I need to get the fuck out, I'm getting the fuck out. (laughs) If shit goes south, I'm gone. You ain't even gonna see me. So this is why we should never do a ghost adventure thing together. Because <laughs> you're just gonna not. leave me, and I'm just gonna be standing there. No, I'll probably have a heart attack. <laughs> You'll probably be dragging me out. But as we go to leave this room, the body tray was left open. And I shit you not, me and her were about out of that room. That motherfucker slammed back in. Mm-mm. And I looked at her thinking, oh, this is another joke, right? Ah, ha, ha, you're funny. She looked at me with terror in her eyes. 
She said, that that wasn't part of it. Did you hear that? I said, yeah, you heard it? She said, yeah, let's go. When she said, let's go, she, had, she did not have to tell me twice. Let's, let's fucking go. go. <laughs> let's book it. I'm out. So, the body tray and the morgue moved on its own. I know it did, because that motherfucker was... And it's been known. There's been several people that get in there, and they feel like they can't get out of it or something. Wow. Yes, absolutely terrifying. Also, obviously, since it's been closed since 1982, no food has been cooked in that building whatsoever. I mean, maybe outside of it, they might have some stuff in their little visitor area before you go on the tour or something. I'm not really sure. I don't think they had any food whenever I went. It's been a long time, though. Sometimes people report smelling stuff from the kitchen, like... Like food? Like food cooking or cookies or... Okay. Bread or something cooking in the kitchen. Like it's just been made. Wow. And usually it's near the kitchen or I believe near the cafeteria or something, but it can be throughout the building. It's little Timmy. He's going down there and fixing him it some might cookies. Be. Little Timmy might get hungry playing ball so much. He's feeding it to the dog. He might be feeding it to the dog. He and the dog might be friends. Who knows? <laughs> so that's Waverly Hills. That's just a few of the stories I've heard and I've experienced. You can still, to this day, like I said, take a guided tour, daytime or nighttime. You can also schedule an unguided six or eight hour overnight tour. Six or eight yeah, hours? Yeah, we ain't fucking doing that. No. We might go on a guided tour. I'm kind of leaning towards daytime. I don't know if I want to deal with any shit. When I was in the operating room, something pulled my hair a little bit. I don't know what it was, but I looked around. Nothing was dripping. No one was around me. Something fucking pulled my hair. No. So I don't know if I want to go back. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> I'll spend my Halloween watching zombies. Fake zombies at that. Not dealing with real ghosts. <laughs> Well, thank you for telling me your ooky spooky story. I hope that mine kind of freaked you out and gave you some thrills and chills. Absolutely. If any listeners have any more stories they'd like to share on the Black Eyed Children, or if you have been to Waverly Hills and have your own pictures, send them to us. Yes, please send them. We would love to see your adventures and hear your stories. Of course, and you never know, we may give you a shout out. Well, be sure to catch us on our next episode. Yes, which hopefully will be coming out soon. We're shooting for Wednesday. Wednesdays, Wednesdays. Um, But in the meantime, stay continued on our social pages and give us a, a like, follow, you know, leave some comments, share your stories, or say, you know, kind of how you feel about the stories that we're telling you, you know, if you kind of make you scratch your head. Let us know how it's going. Let us know if you're saying what the fuck. Yes, exactly. All right, guys. Well, I hope you have a great ooky spooky Halloween. Happy Halloween. Check your candy. Yes. Yes, we gotta check our candy. And by check check your candy, I mean take all of your kids' good candy. Exactly. Eat it for yourself. Pour it all the Reese's. (laughs) Bye, guys. I'll see you later. All research is done by Shelby Hudgens, Courtney Pylon, and Tina Collins. A special thanks to Tina Collins for managing us, and we are a lot to manage. All social media is linked in the description below. Be sure to follow us, and don't forget to leave a rating on wherever you get your podcast. If you have an interesting topic that you'd like to hear on our podcast, please email it to allthingsmacabre.pod at gmail.com. That's M-A-C-A-B-R-E. 
Did this episode make you say, what the fuck?